Welcome to Eat, Drink, Smoke. So good to be with you. I'm Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy, April D. Gregory. I will get to the introductions. This is where we eat the fine food. We drink the fine bourbon and we smoke the fine cigars actually coming from the deck, usually where Blend Bar Cigar, uh, one of our favorite places in Indianapolis, Indiana. But it's my back deck today because the weather has turned. Fall is here. It is gorgeous. And it is all about what we eat. Do we start with the eat or we start with the drink? Because the drink is insane. The drink is insane. I bring to you. You know what? We'll start with the drink because we have how to do you answer, now. How do you ask that question? I know, right? Um, uh, I apologize to, to, to everybody. That's Fingers Malloy, by the way, radio host in Michigan and podcaster. Find him on Twitter at Fingers Malloy and April D. Gregory, social media maven. April D. Gregory on Twitter. You can find me at Tony Katz. This is the McAllen Rare Cask. That's what we've got here. Uh, it is from uh, hand-picked Spanish sherry seasoned oak casts. Um, this is, by every single standard, a pretty miraculous scotch from the people at McAllen. Now, McAllen is is the name, right? I mean, there are people who know scotch better than I do who will tell you, oh, Tony, what about this and what about that? And Mc, McAllen, you know, they'll go full, uh, full Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack. It's low-grade dog food. I don't know. Somebody's going to be that kind of angry. This was given to me as a gift, Fingers Malloy. This was given to me as a gift by a sponsor to my radio show, Rodney and Amanda Heard, the Heard Real Estate Team, HeardRealEstateTeam.com. Uh, <laughs> if you need to buy a house, they'll get you a house you know, anywhere across uh, the country. They're, they're, they're great people. Does it come with a bottle of scotch? It does not. This bottle of scotch, you know, when someone gives you a gift, you're like, wow, thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I, and I put it away. I'm like, I, I know I'll, I'll use it in the future. I don't go and like, ooh, they got me a gift. I wonder what that cost them. You know, I don't do that kind of thing. It's That's 300- tacky. Yeah, it is. It is tacky. This is a $300 bottle of scotch. Oh, my gosh. Let's say $300. I, I've seen it anywhere between about $250 and $350. So I, you know, I hit, I split the middle. You sure you want to do this? I, I, I am totally sure. I mean, what's the point? What, are you going to just save it for forever? No, you should you should uh, be, be drinking it. Um, they would want to know that you enjoyed it. Yes, wouldn't, wouldn't we all want to know that I enjoyed it? Um, it's rich, spicy. Um, now, here's where I'm getting confused. Everybody is telling me that this is from uh, uh, Speyside, right? Um, because, and, I, and the way I know it, th- that's the region. I always thought that was referred to as an Isla whiskey, I-S-L-A-Y, which I always pronounced Islay until I realized I'm a schmuck and was doing it wrong. But this is a Highland single malt. Right, so a little bit less of the peat, a little bit less of the moss, which is the way I like a scotch. Those lowland scotches, I can't do it. I don't know if you've ever done them. It's like drinking an ashtray. It's impossible, impossible. Um, but but they 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 just they refer to it as a space side single malt, and I can't figure out what I'm missing there. So if you know what I'm missing, um, uh, do me a favor, Twitter uh, at Tony Katz or our Twitter, go eat, drink, smoke, and let me know what I'm missing there. Um, but the flavoring, honeyed raisins, root ginger, and chocolate. Ooh. That is how it is described. So I, I, I crack the bottle. Oh, tell oh. me, tell me that it sounded beautiful. Oh God, it's it smells like love. Come here, fingers, Malloy. Let me pour oh, you. Oh, the lady. Oh, really? The lady. That's why I went course. to you. What are you talking oh. about? Oh, All right, gosh. April D. Gregory, right there. We pour you the glass and fingers, Malloy. Thank you, sir. Right there. Now, as we as we pour this, and and honestly, I, I I'm more lately into bourbons than to scotches, but. How is this not going to be uh, amazing right here? I don't know how you get the idea of honey. I don't know how you get the idea of a honeyed raisin. I don't know where that comes from. But is here it made it by is. Cheerios? Here, I, I don't think... <laughs> by the way, if they sold honeyed raisin Cheerios, no one would buy them. That is, that is nasty. That's something your grandmother kept in the closet. So here, to, uh, to our health, let's, let us try. Mm. Okay, that is remarkably smoother than I thought it would be on every level. Oh, Fingers Malloy is not impressed. Oh, n- no, I'm very impressed. I mean, that uh, I, I freely admit, like you mentioned earlier, you're a bourbon guy. You've been getting into bourbon. Uh, I, right. I'm not a scotch person. I just, and it's not. Uh, Pabst? Yes. Natty Pabst Light? A hell of a scotch. But no, I've, I've never been into scotch um, because I've never really tried it. This, um, is, this, is, this is excellent. All right. It's different as, as it now has a chance to really work its way down. That is some serious heat. It throws down in, into the chest. My goodness gracious. Um, at the first, honeyed raisin, which sounds as ridiculous as anything in terms of uh, how you would describe something, makes perfect sense. At the first, it makes perfect sense. April, are you about to throw up? I am not. You look, you you literally shuddered. You what? don't seem okay with this it, at all. I am okay with it. I like scotch. 
Uh, I used to drink scotch. I had a, a few years of a scotch kick. This is fundamentally different than scotch. I mean, maybe this is not maybe. scotch. You no, know, it is scotch. Oh. I'm just saying it's that just not your of, typical. No, I, not, nothing about this seems typical no. to me. And I don't know if I'm overdoing it in my head now. Like now, I think I'm all in my head. Now you're only going to be able to drink $300 bottles of scotch. Oh, I well. told you we would see if it tasted like $300, and it does taste like $300. It's 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 different. I will give you that it's different. It is sweeter than I was expecting. I think the whole honeyed raisin thing is is no joke, and not raisin like when you chew the raisin, you're like, uh. Oh, uh, this is awful. No, it, in terms of the, just, a, just a sweet factor and, and almost a syrupy. That is something. I know a, a scotch at aficionado would probably uh, cringe when I say this. I get the, the, the honey raisin flavor when I exhale. Not when I drink it, but when you, when you exhale, it's, that's when I kind of get that, that flavor. And, uh, you know, Tony, I got to be honest with you. This is really good. would be even better with Crystal Pepsi. Right. <laughs> Am I right? What a mixer. <laughs> um. I am very focused on the idea of decorum lately, guys, because the past week, the past, now, if, if you're only political, and so this whole week has been the week of Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. It's been the week of every claim under the sun, the claim of, of uh, sexual impropriety when he was a teenager from a woman when she was a teenager, but there's no proof of it. We're gonna, I do want to get into that. But it really does look like from like every single kind of call that the, the Democratic Party and, and Dianne Feinstein, who's the senator, right, who's the ranking member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, they knew about this allegation and it more and more looks like they didn't do anything about it until the last second when Brett Kavanaugh was going to, you know, the vote was going to happen. He was going to get confirmed. This is Donald Trump, President Donald Trump's pick. And the Democrats so didn't want that to happen that it was like a last minute Hail Mary. The more this goes on, uh, it seems like that. I, I do want to get into it, but it brought up this whole idea of, of decorum for me. And it starts with a Delta Airlines passenger who got removed from a plane for headbutting a flight attendant. And I want to know why we can't just fly normal anymore. <laughs> it's, it, nobody is normal when they're on a damn plane. Everything is a clown show. So this guy... Uh, who who look who, honestly? He looks like the guy who were like, oh yeah, we knew he was going to be a problem. You know how you always <laughs> meet the neighbor and they're like, oh, he was so quiet. This guy's like, oh yeah, we knew it. Violent and unruly is how he was described. Forced a Delta flight to make an emergency landing in Oklahoma City. Salt Lake to Orlando is where it was going. This guy's name, Derek Edward Moss, had to be restrained. Um, he, they thought he was intoxicated, but didn't seem dangerous. During the flight, he ordered two alcoholic beverages, tried to order another one. The flight attendant's like, listen, you've had enough. And then this guy went out of his skull and started headbutting people. If this guy causes me not to be able to get a drink on a plane, I'm going to start headbutting people. Why can't people just do their thing, just fly, be thankful that this tin can doesn't fall out of the sky, and just move on with your day? I feel empathy for this person. <laughs> You would. Let me tell you why. Okay. May, may I begin? <laughs> Could I stop you? I, I get on a plane uh, immediately. Like if it's a Southwest flight, you've got the the flight attendant who thinks it's open mic night and does a little wacky sketch. And you know, you get on a Delta flight, you see the flight attendant taking someone's dog and putting it in the overhead bin. At that point, I want to headbutt somebody, Tony. Right. Especially you know, if I got a, a couple of whiskeys in me. Sorry, I started eating the cheese. We'll That's get to that in a second. Did there. all of this happen before we had Twitter, or is it just now? Back in the day when we, you know, pre-2008. You think social media has driven people to headbutt flight attendants? No, I think and we're just... And by the way, can't I call them stewardesses just... anymore? What the hell? Oh, don't act like you're all offended. Oh my I'm God. not offended. You I rolled just... your eyes at me? You gave me one of these. They're make. I feel like they're purposely putting more men in there so that you can't say stewardess. Like they oh, have I to. Call them they have stewardess. to. Do you? Yeah. Do what? you? No. Privately. <laughs> well, Late at night. On Tinder. Bobby. Fine. Fingers Malloy on Grinder. <laughs> so just like anything else, is is it happening more now, or is it we're just aware of it now because everybody's tweeting about how ridiculous people are? Well, I think, I think that everybody is at a level of totally incensed crazy. And like, yeah, I got, this actually happened yesterday. So the, I have trolls. I, I mean, maybe I've hit the big time and I don't know it. I have trolls. Like people who like, one guy calls himself Tinfoil Tony. And it's a picture of me <laughs> with tinfoil on his head. 
One guy calls himself Tony Craps <laughs> instead of Tony Katz. This is happening. In my, you're laughing. You're both terrible. This is happening. Like, like, what do you do when your whole life is about following me and like mocking what I say or, or some picture I take or, or 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 whatever the case may be? Um, and dealing with these people, sometimes they're just out of their minds and they're crazy. And so one of them was complaining about something and I just had enough and I wrote back, you're my bitch. <laughs> right? I live in your head rent free. You're my bitch. Last night I went on Twitter. I'm like, you know what? Twitter is a dumpster fire. It's an absolute mess. And I, and I, and I hate it. And I, I'm sorry I added to it. I actually apologized. Yes, and it wasn't about the, the, the troll. I don't know who the troll is. I think it's Fingers Malloy. The point is, is that I don't want to be the guy who adds to the dumpster fire. And I know it's ridiculous because most people, they'll, they'll name call, they'll do whatever. They don't, they don't, everything ro- like rolls right off them. Nothing, nothing rolls right off me. So to, to, to in, in, for most, most things I should say. But to, to answer your question, April, I don't know if social media and just how quickly we can share a story and then like vilify a story. Uh, has made people crazier, but I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that this schmuck, like, decided, you know, I, if I can't get my drink, it's time to headbutt people. And I want to know what the other people on the plane do, because I don't think it's enough to restrain him. I think it's enough to beat him until he bleeds out of his ear. I want people to stop. This is my problem, and I'm not condoning beating people until they bleed <laughs> out of their ear. I'm just saying, if you act up on a plane, that's what you should expect. If you do this, like, in a bar, right, makes sense. You're in a bar. You're still a moron, but it's a bar. When you're on a plane, here's your job. Sit in your seat, eat your peanuts, and shut up. I don't want to hear you at all. What? Well, I was just going to say, are, are wow. the men going to do that anymore, or are they going to get out their phones and record this idiot so they can post it on Facebook and go viral? That's the problem. People, Men aren't standing up and, and doing stopping him. Why does that have to be the men? Where are the women? Huh? Huh? Come on, Maisie Hirona. I'm shushing my child. <laughs> Uh, it's because uh, where are the men? Uh, the men are forced to watch Maroon Five perform at the Super Bowl. Oh. That's a whole other discussion altogether. But going back to the, the plane, are you thing, really mad about that? Oh, I'm pissed. What? Pissed. It's awful. Why? It should be a big blowout rock concert of a show. It should not be some whiny ass Adam Levine. Yep. Holy cow! Really? The, and the vagification of the NFL <laughs> continues. <laughs> Okay, it's bad enough that the whole month, the whole month of uh, the the breast cancer thing. Listen, I think we can all agree. I would hope in this country we can all unite and say breast cancer is bad. Right. Do I have to watch a month of players running around in pink cleats, uh, pink uh, jerseys? Okay, we're for, we're for breast cancer research. Yeah, we all get it. At some point, it's overkill. And now you go from that to hey, let's have. Uh, Adam Levine be the halftime show. Uh, you cannot go from Maroon Five to breast cancer. Holy yes, I can. I just did. Can, that is I just, just did. You can't do it's a, it's that. A, can, can, do we, are we even appealing to the men for football? No, no. I, oddly enough, that men doesn't have prostate cancer awareness month in football is completely. Thank you. And there is something very, very creepy about the marketing that goes on, specifically the Susan G. Komen Foundation. I don't want to have to call anybody out. But there are cancer organizations out there that actually fundraise so doctors can figure out cures, right? And then there's those that fundraise and sue other organizations for using their wording. And I don't want to say Susan G. Komen. I just, you know, Susan G. Komen. If we're going to fight cancer, let's fight the cancer of the music industry, which is Maroon Five, and that's why they should not. They be. might as well have just had Train. I mean, uh, what? That's yeah, what right? Train next year. Is that yeah. what's going to happen? Yeah. Oh my! Why not just have an ABBA reunion and ha- just end it? It's ABBA in reunion. I'd watch. Think of all the rappers they could have, or the people from Atlanta, the music industry. That's where the Super Bowl is. Why don't right. they have anybody from Atlanta? So, are you saying that they they're out of touch? Are you saying that that the NFL doesn't quite understand its audience base? First. First, they, they are, are totally cool with taking a knee during the national anthem, which is, is a little more overblown than I would like for it to be. And now, Adam, is, is it Adam Levine specifically? Like, if they had Nickelback, we'd be like, okay, that's cool. I would be okay with Nickelback. Really? Yeah. Are you a Nickelback fan? I love Nickelback. It was serious. Don't, t- don't tell anybody. Don't t- <laughs> it was seriously one of the top five concerts I've ever been to. Anybody. 
Really? I've seen it multiple times. They put on such a great I show. I don't understand the Nickelback hate. Like, I don't know why people are so angry. They're angry. And is it oh, just yeah. And to me, the whole Nickelback hate thing is the Twitter hate thing. They hate people because it's fun to hate them, right? It's fun to say worse than Nickelback. But you don't know what it means. It, it right. has no meaning to you. These guys, as far as I know, have millions of dollars and are getting laid 24-7. Yeah. And you go Life to Life isn't fair. <laughs> And no one's stopping you from from starting a like a like a Nickelback kind of sound alike kind of band like like a like a tribute band. You know what I'm gonna call yeah. it? Photograph. Oh, 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 that's a good idea. I was gonna call it Ben Folds Five. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Who will be performing at the Super Bowl next year? Uh, along along with Train. I don't. I, don't like I could ben not Foltz. name for you a Train song. Could Drops not. of Jupiter. Hey, Soul Sister. Uh, their, their worst. Song. Hey, Soul Sister. Who's that, Mister Mister on the radio? Yeah. That's Train? Yeah, isn't it awful? Oh, they suck. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't yeah. know that that was Train. Wasn't this I, a segment on your show once where you had to guess and Train was one of No, no, oh. no. It, it was, uh, is it Nickelback? We did on the show. Oh. We do that on the show from time to time. Is, is it Nick- And I said the same thing. I don't know where the hate is, but it was funny. And people, <laughs> and uh, now, the hate of Nickelback, I don't understand. The hate of Creed, I totally get. Oh! Creed I did oh, like them that's back Scott in the day. That's Scott Staff, right? Back when I was in high school, I liked them. That's is, is that yeah. A, yeah, that's just. I, it, it was the whole. He's the, the arms wide open guy, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. But it was the whole uh, these bands that came you think out so? about you the in, in the in the right in the uh, early two thousands where everybody had to sound like Eddie Vedder, right? It, it sounded like something going down the garbage disposal. Rather see Creed at the NFL halftime show. The Maroon Five. The Maroon Five. Wow. Yeah. But, but Scott Scapp is dead, right? So that's not going to No, happen. Scott Staff is alive. Didn't he? No. You're Why are you the, whispering? The, no. <laughs> Should the, we be talking The lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots is dead. Well, I know that, yeah. Right? Okay. Um, okay. No, Scott Staff's still alive. Sorry, Scott. When you make your deals with the devil, you live. Wait, can someone check? He's can like a Catholic. Just, He's not making deals with the devil. Can so, is that right? Yeah. What's his name? Scott Stapp, S-T-A-P-P. Yeah, he's still or alive. Maybe he just ha- maybe he was just having uh, rehab issues, alcohol problems, or something. Yes, well, he's Wikipedia still alive. Said is an American singer, so that that's yes. a good sign. And and his real name, Anthony Scott Flippin. Oh, Flippin. Tony Flippin. That's just that's just that changed my name too. What the? We got to get to the cheese. We got to get to 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 more uh, of the show. I've got so much. To get to because this whole conversation of decorum has been on my mind like a, a lot. More of this coming up uh, here. Eat, drink, smoke. Oh man, I got cheese stuck in my mouth. Hold on. Not oh, better. Eat, drink, smoke. Good to be with you. With Tony Katz, along with Fingers Malloy and April D. Gregory. We eat the fine food, we drink the fine bourbon, we smoke the fine cigars. The drink today is actually a scotch, Macallan Rare Cask, Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey, described as honeyed raisin in terms of the flavoring. Uh, you keep shaking when you drink it, April. Do you not like it? No, it's just early in the morning. I do like it. It's just early in the morning, and I'm still drinking coffee, and just it's... April D. Gregory has I never been a morning drinker. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> never, ever. <laughs> not ever. until 2.30. Then she's good to go. Um, so that is the scotch, and we are eating, uh, pairing with it, uh, the fine cheeses of the world. So it's it's an array of cheeses. And instead of crackers, I went with the crostini because I think crackers add too much of a flavor. And if you want to do pairing, I don't think you should confuse and, and muddle your flavors. There is a smoked gouda on the board. There is a blue, and then there is a a gorgonzola, which looks very much like a blue. There is a brie. I have two different kinds of uh, gruyere here. And then my personal favorite, and I didn't know, April, it was yours as well, and it will totally mess you up flavor-wise, a Havarti dill. Havarti is the cheese. Yes. Without question, is is the cheese. Wait, it, do, what's that one over there? It's already cut. It's the gorgonzola. Oh, that's the gorgonzola. No, right that's there. the blue. Just kidding. Okay. So it's a fair amount of, of everything on the board, and my advice is try some and uh, and have it with, with the scotch. Now, the Gouda is a, is a smoked Gouda. I will tell you. Not as nutty as I prefer. Um, a good a good Gouda, I think, has a little more of a, of a nutty kind of feel to it, and a little bit more of a creaminess. This is a little is a little too missing uh, of that. It's it's not. I, I I'm. This is not one that I will buy again. I'm usually just a massive, 
massive fan of the thing. What's what's, what's the matter, fingers? Well, look lost. Which one of those uh, cheeses are on the board? Cheeses? Cheese? Cheeses? Cheeses? Cheese? Cheese eye. Cheese, cheese eye? Okay. Cheese oat. What do you think would pair well with my orange monster energy drink? Mm. That would be the whiz. That's good. That's that would good. be the cheese. <laughs> the no, cheese whiz. That's too much. I have the brie. I have the brie. What's the matter with the I don't right. know what any um, of this... I don't know what any of these are. Really? Do you eat cheese? Like, are you a he fan? He eats craft singles. Craft singles. Uh, oh, what the hell? The, the, are you kidding me? Does he really? Do you I really? Know. My I name don't know what he is. Fingers Malloy. Okay. Doesn't mean you have to be a savage. Uh, it could be ironic. <laughs> you know, forty percent of my meals come from a gas station, so this isn't a sophisticated oh. palate. On Insta- are you Fingers Malloy on Instagram? Yes. Okay. Do yourself a favor. Follow Fingers Malloy on Instagram. And he will show you what he eats in an average day, and it's all washed down by Diet Mountain Dew. This no. gear is Ugh. good. Mm-hmm. That's really good. The Gruyere? Yeah. I think there's two kinds. Mm-hmm. A smoked and a... I don't know which one's the There's smoked. a smoked, and then there's just a, a straight Gruyere. I'm going for the uh, the Gorgonzola here. This tastes nothing like the cheese I get in the Lunchables. Right. <laughs> no. no. Different. You're so terrible. Or but this. no, you, you are the worst eater I know, which is insane because I don't eat bread. I don't eat sugar. I can't lose weight for the damn life of me. Everybody's a liar. Everything I've been told about food is a lie. Everything I've been taught about health is a lie. You know what I learned? Oh, this whole idea of cholesterol give you heart disease? Bull crap. No, give that's your heart not disease. true. Eggs, it's, it's the devil? No, no, it's fine for you. Coffee, it's going to stunt your growth? Nope, coffee's going to destroy cancer and and it's going to put hair on your chest. It's the, Sorry, April. So that's, damn it. That's why I got there. It's everything is a lie, and I don't know what to believe. I don't believe anyone. And I'm telling you, if I see Jillian Michaels on TV one more time yelling at somebody about a losing weight, I'm going to scream. I hate that one. Have you tried essential oils? I'm going to punch you. <laughs> no, you uh, want me to tell you how no, I just. No, Davis, I have not. Let me tell you how I just lost 10 pounds in two weeks. No shit. No, a- no, seriously. Really? All I've been eating is. Nothing. Bacon. Oh, the gorgonzola is good. Oh, the gorgonzola is good. Bacon. You eat bacon, right? Well, don't tell my rabbi. Right. So bacon with Brussels sprouts sauteed into it, some beets. Wait, usually it's Brussels sprouts with some bacon on it. No, I cook the, the I cook the bacon first okay. and then put the Brussels sprouts in at the no, end. In the, in the bacon fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Add the beets, beets. and beets. Yes. Beets. Sauce, you know, or not salt, but roast, roasted beets. Double roasted e. beets. And then here's the kicker. Oh, there's a kicker. Uh, the St. Elmo's horseradish sauce drizzled on top. All right, now wait a second. Hold on. We're getting a little regional there. So St. Elmo's is the famous steakhouse of Indianapolis. Every place has a famous steakhouse. New York certainly has a couple. Peter Luger's comes to mind. You're in uh, Des Moines, Iowa, 801 Chop House. There is no place fine. Uh, Fingers Malloy. 801 Chop House is, I believe, the best steakhouse in all of America. It is remarkable. Um, But in Indianapolis, it is St. Elmo's. Now, what's weird about St. Elmo's is that I would make the argument that it's not the best steak in America. It is one of the best experiences yeah. in America. It's a very old school kind of, of thing. Captains and the and the servers in, in, in the in the white jackets. Um, and the room is this almost 40s-esque homage. And the best is the building is 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 Louis B. Dreschler uh, tobacconist. It used to be a cigar shop. If you when you when you go there, it's it's fantastic. The experience is great. And what they're known for is not the steak. They're known for the shrimp cocktail, which, as you know, Indiana gets the finest seafood. But they have a cocktail sauce that is world famous. And if you get the chance to have it, you have to have it. And don't let people say, "Oh yeah, just take some; it'll be fine." It is brutal. On the nose and on the sinuses, the horseradish is so intense. When you take the first bite, you will stop. You will have to catch your breath. And then after about a good, I'd say like 30, 60 seconds, you're like, wow, that was delicious. And then you can actually And then you're addicted and you can't stop. You're addicted to the burn within your sinuses. (laughs) It is the strangest thing because once the burn, you either get used to it, subsides. I don't know how you describe it. There's a flavor in there that is excellent, better than any cocktail sauce you've ever had in your life. Um, and that, so that's St. Elmo's. So you put that into the whole thing. Not the cocktail sauce, just the ho- creamy horseradish sauce. Oh, just the horseradish. Yeah, which you can just buy at the store. All right, well, now I'm eating um, the blue. So I just put that on top and eat it like a salad. And I've been doing that. And how many meals of this do you eat a day? Like two, and that's it. For two what? weeks, and I've lost 10 pounds. I, I don't, I, I, I'd what? rather be fat. <laughs> 10 pounds. Is that because you keep running to the bathroom? You, no. Uh, it can't be good. 
You can't, there's no way. Brussels I don't sprouts, bacon, that covers no, that's vegetables, delicious. protein, beets, I'm saying, veggies. And I'm saying you run to the bathroom seven times a day. I'm, t- I'm saying that can't be no, good. No, I don't have that problem with Brussels sprouts. Really? Yeah. I don't believe you. I think you're it's going fiber. right now. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I'm saying. It's fiber. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, that doesn't mess you up? No, re- this cheese is going to mess me up oh, because no. I'm a little bit lactose this- intolerant. <laughs> are you really? Yeah. Are you really lactose intolerant? But I like cheese, so. Oh my God, are you going to explode? No, I'll be fine. I can't. I can't do that much fiber. No, what's the matter, fingers? You just had a piece of cheese, and you look like you look like somebody made fun of your sister. That that is the blue. That's the blue. Okay. Uh, yes, blue cheese just now. Which, by the way. Coupled with buffalo wings, fantastic. Oh. You should try that sometime. You know, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I disagree. To, you got to uh, have the ranch with the buffalo sound wings. Like an expert, uh, but uh, this. Uh, <laughs> Are you all right? Did you just choke? I don't like blue cheese, but I was giving it a try because. Oh no, the blue cheese is unbelievable. The gorgonzola is good. The blue cheese is remarkable. By the way, the scotch is still fantastic. <laughs> the scotch is fantastic. I want to ask a question. Uh, I want to ask about Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court nominee. I swear to you, the weirdest week of radio ever, where my producer is begging me to stop talking about Brett Kavanaugh, the allegation against him from this doctor, uh, Christine Blasey Ford, which I thought was Blasey Ford, is Blasey. Am I man even pronouncing that right? Like they're, they're both teenagers, and supposedly Kavanaugh was in a bedroom with her at a party, forced her onto the bed, put his hand over his mouth, tried to take off her clothes. She does not even know what month it happened in. All she knows is summer of, of 1982. And there's some other strange odd holes with the story. And so now it's become this. The Democrats are saying that if you don't delay the confirmation, it's an attack on women. And Republicans are saying Democrats have known about this allegation since July 30th. They knew about it for a month and a half before they let it you know, be, be, be known. And the, the Senate, the ranking Democrat, Dianne Feinstein from California, she, when she had a private meeting with Brett Kavanaugh, didn't even bring it up. Public meeting. And, and during the hearing, didn't even bring it up. So, like, it really does look political. And so the, we, I'm not sure if he's going to get confirmed or not. I, I think they should confirm him, and I've written about it and, and everything else. Uh, but they want to make this as Republicans hate women, and Republicans are saying Democrats are clearly doing this for political purposes. And, and I'm saying I don't think the Democrats care about this woman at all. Is this a is this a man, is this a man woman thing, April? Is this a I mean, I mean, who what are, what are, are are women supposed to be outraged by this, that that she's not being believed or, or whatever they're claiming? Women are certainly paying attention cautiously. Now, obviously, it's going to depend. Well, let me. It's going to depend on if you're talking to a liberal woman or conservative woman. Um, liberal are there? Liberal women aren't going to listen for reason. They're not going to be logical. They're not going to realize we don't have any facts at all, other than she said it happened. So, of course, they're going to say, "Don't confirm." Isn't that he did it? Like that's what they keep telling me. A woman says it happened. That's enough. Yeah, they're saying it's enough. I'm uh, asking you: Is it enough? No, it's not enough. Uh, and I don't think most conservative women think that, but the problem would, would lie where you get to the moderates or, or people that will now maybe not vote for Trump or vote for Republicans into the Senate. And, the you know, the optics are there. The problem is the election coming up in November. Right. But what, so, are, the, what are the actual optic issues? Republicans hate women. That's just well, not, it didn't I mean, help. It didn't help yesterday when President Trump finally tweeted about it and said, why didn't she report it when it happened? You know, that he should never have said. That's I awful. I don't know why. He, ha- it's a sensitive he's topic. Quiet. He should be staying quiet. He was doing yeah, it right. He was, he was doing it right. He was staying quiet. But it's a sensitive topic. And with the whole Me Too movement that was happening, no matter what your political persuasion is, as a woman, it has to be approached cautiously. And Cautiously is, is, is one thing. I have got no problem with cautiously. You know what I have a problem with? Being told that I'm guilty. I have a serious problem with the idea that I can be told uh, that I'm just like somebody who's an abuser. Senator Maisie Hirono, she's from Hawaii, she said that. She said all men should shut up and, and stand up and do the right thing for a change. I'm not doing the right thing. 
I think Maisie Hirono is one of the most disgusting, horrific people on, uh, in, in Congress. And that's saying something. I think she should be censured uh, by the Senate. What a message she's sending to young boys and young men out there. I actually, I wrote an article, do not let your sons date women like Maisie Hirono, who are just going to lump you in with everybody else. And where I am most disgusted is that I refuse to accept the idea that somehow because I'm a man, I don't get an opinion. Uh, you don't, you, no one has that power over me. I don't care what's, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand, uh, she's from New York, she's running for president. They're all, all the Democrats are running for president, if you, if you haven't noticed. They are. Uh, and and uh, she wants to have this conversation, somehow I'm not allowed to have a voice in this. The hell I'm not. You know what it must be like for people who have sons? If you've got sons, young young boys that you're trying to raise, man, you are scared out of your mind right now because any girl who makes an allegation because what some date didn't go right because what some boy tried to uh, wasn't interested in her whatever the case may be can just make an allegation and ruin lives that's what Maisie Hirono and Gillibrand and the rest of them are saying and my answer is no I'm not having it if, if, if I, I never talk about whether I have boys or girls I just I, I keep that stuff quiet because uh, you know the trolls and crazy people and stuff like that if, if I have boys and you come after my boys I'm bringing the world down on your head I don't care about my job I don't care about jail. I don't care about anything. You want to make an allegation about one of my kids? We're going to town. I don't care what happens. And I think parents need to do that. And that's why these what, what we're seeing out here is pretty sick in terms of deciding that all, all men are evil, which is which is disgusting in this whole conversation of toxic masculinity. But I don't I think that that with Blasey Ford, I mean, do you believe her story? I mean, never mind. No, myself, I officer. don't think it happens. You don't we, think it we happens? We don't have we have a history of we know the rest of his history. He's and he's been already investigated by the FBI six times, right? For different right. various jobs. So A, it might have been found, but B, everything else in his life points to him being a very vanilla, plain guy who doesn't have like spear. Look, if it happens Baseball. If it did happen, he's not that same person anymore, and I guarantee you he regrets it. He has two daughters. I guarantee you if it happens, he regret it. Yeah, there's a whole thing. You know, he has two daughters, and how is all this playing in front of them, which is kind of interesting. Do you think Do you think he did it? Do you think there's... Why? I, I, let me take that back. That's the wrong question. Do you think she's telling the truth? Don't know. But what I, I, what I do know is I'm really sick and tired of Democrats taking what may be an organic movement and trying to exploit it and politicize it and make it a weapon. Oh, I'm, w- I'm with you. The, the, the Me Too movement, I do believe, grew or- organically. And now they, the Democrats saw what happened with the Tea Party and how Republicans capitalized on it. First, they were looking for their own Tea Party never really materialized the way they wanted to. Now they see this Me Too movement is is, is a way to uh, weaponize a movement against their political enemies. And that's what I have a problem with. When you sit on a letter like that and you don't ask them about it, uh, you don't bring it up during confirmation hearings. And correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, you and I are just old enough to remember the uh, Anita Hill hearings. It, listen, uh, oh, Clarence Thomas. Way, way, way too young, obviously, <laughs> to remember the, the Clarence Thomas hearings. But correct me if I'm wrong. They had the confirmation hearing, and then the allegations came up after right. the hearings, and then they had to do this whole dog and, and pony And it was three show. days. It was three days of hearings were, uh, that took place. Were, were senators who were, you know, at one point in their careers making waitress sandwiches are turning around and Holy questioning— crap. Clarence Thomas about whether he and it turns into this ridiculous political theater. The Senate has no business investigating this. Turn it over to an investigative body and then you reach a conclusion on your vote based on professional investigators and you're not getting up there and doing a well, dog and pony show running for president trying to No, I'm not with you. Man, I'm I'm garbage. I'm I'm not interrupting there. I'm totally with you there. You take a look at how Gillibrand has acted, how uh Cory Booker, who by I the way, Spartacus. Cory Booker, yeah, Spartacus there. Uh he groped a woman in 1992 and mm-hmm. wrote an article uh, uh, about it. Here's the I don't if you're a teenager, you're a guy and you're with a girl, or you're a girl with your you're with a guy and you're let's say you're making out, right? Let's let's set the mood low. You may try something you're not even 100% sure what you're trying, and you're not 100% sure if, you're, if it's going to work. It's because you're a teenager. That, if you're in the middle of the thing, is not an offense. And we, are, we have like an impossibility now 
at least if, if, if as, as you're describing is true, which is they're weaponizing the Me Too movement, which is awful, right? That's what you're talking about, yes. Fingers. And you're totally right. You can't even, you, you, nothing is just, nothing is forgiven. Nothing is just something that, that comes from teenagers being teenagers, right? Or it, it's, it, if, if, I'm, if I'm on a date and I, and I like the girl and I misread the signal and I kiss her, all of a sudden I'm, I'm guilty of, of sexual assault? That's something else. Yeah, that's that is scary. something else. Because and I and I, I would only ask uh, the women out there. Let me know. Do you want the guy to ask if he if he can kiss you? Like like does that really shut the like mood? that's awful? Because that's not romantic. You want women want romance, and that sometimes includes your knight in shining armor just kissing you, right? And not saying, "Yeah, I know. will you kiss me?" Wait, hold on. What? That's not romantic. No, no, not will you? Do I have your permission? <laughs> That's where we are, though, in 2018. Guys are spooked. What what can I do? Oh, can I reach over and put my arm around her? Uh, okay, but going back to what you're, you're saying about Kavanaugh, I don't know about you, Tony, but growing up, you're, you're, you're talking about a situation where you're with the girl, the, the, you're, you're listening to, uh, in, in my case, it was the 80s. Uh, Keith Sweat. Yeah. Okay, Keith Sweat. I was going to say Thompson Twins, but uh, we'll go with Keith Sweat. Oh, hold me now. Color me bad. There you go, the cure. Uh, doctor, doctor. Whatever you can. Can't Imagine you whatever awful generic pop Maroon 5 kind of music that would be on during the <laughs> 80s. Uh, I never thought to myself, I'm going to get on top of this girl and then put my hand over her mouth. That is actually, I've never thought that either. Um, now, here are uh, two things. Number one, on, on Blasey Ford. I believe her to the extent that I believe she believes something happened. I don't think she is making making up in totality the idea that something happened to her. And, you know, I've been saying this now for a, a week, and I've had the people coming at me. How You sound ridiculous, sound crazy. AP has a whole article about memory and fleeting memory and that there could be parts of it uh, that she does believe, but it doesn't mean that the whole thing is true, and just because she says it doesn't make it a true, and memory fills in the gaps on a whole series of things. So when she passes a, a, a lie detector test, for example— no, she believed what she said. That doesn't make it fact. And the ignorance of people out there to say, oh, that must be the facts. It's pathetic. It's because people want that for their political purposes. But this whole idea of asking permission, this whole idea, can I put my arm around you? Is it okay? Uh, that's why you have sex robot brothels. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's a thing. Yes, it is. Um, guys and, are like, screw they, this. And they take Diners Club. Well, well. Oh, my God. <laughs> guys are like, screw it. And there are brothels um, uh, in in Vegas that are upset because they're saying that the sex robot brothels really diminish the value of women and and it it really objectifies them and is going to be very damaging to women. And uh, what I'm saying is you don't understand that guys have had it. They, They want to get off and then they want to go home. This is their interest. Do you know why? Because if they actually take a woman out on a date, they have the they run a higher risk than not of getting sued or getting attacked or getting destroyed. And they're saying, screw it. Dr. Helen Smith uh, has a whole book called Men on Strike, which is the idea of why should I bother? Why should I really leave my mom's and dad's basement? Why should I not play Fortnite and Call of Duty with my, with my friends? Why in the world would I actually want to go out on a date with a woman who's telling me that I'm, I'm part of the, the, the rape culture? I'm on a college campus. What's the point of trying to date somebody when, when I uh, go in for, for, for the kiss, if you will, and, and they're like, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm getting reported to, to the dean of students or whatever it is. They're saying, screw it, sex robot. I, I, I don't need the, the, the hassle. And this stuff that we're seeing, not in the idea of whether or not someone's actually been sexually abused, but in the clear craven politics of it, every guy is saying, that's why I do what I do. Damn straight. Maisie Hirono, Kirsten Gillibrand, they've proven why I do what I do. By the way, I saw Sex Robot open for Wasp in 87. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic show. Good, good show. We're eating more of the cheese. We're going to get to the smoke in a second. I'm Tony Katz. No, that's not how I do it. That's how I do it on radio. That's how I do it on radio. Eat, drink, smoke. It is Eat, Drink, Smoke, the podcast. I just realized my face is right there. and The camera is getting hit by this thing right right here. That's just terrible on my part. Eat, drink, smoke, uh, Tony Katz, along with Fingers Malloy. 
and April D. Gregory uh, right there. We're into the smoke part of uh, the podcast. We're actually on the back porch uh, this time around, usually at our favorite Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Nashville, Houston, uh, Pittsburgh, BlendBarCigar.com, uh, but decided a gorgeous day, fall has come to central Indiana, uh, so decided to uh, take to the to the back porch. Uh, we've been uh, trying the McAllen Rare Cask, so the McAllen Rare Cask is a $300 bottle of scotch right there, just to prove how special we are, and it is April Gregory approved. Then it was an array of cheeses. We had the Gruyere and the, and, and the smoked Gouda. We had the Gorgonzola and the Blue. Some Brie. I haven't even gotten to the Brie yet. Oh, and I've then been there having was, the Brie. Have you? It's oh, good. And then there's the Havarti with Dill. And now it's on to the smoke portion of, of where we are. This right here, if I can be so bold, this is the Table 36 Peacemaker, which is a name I just love and a door right there. Um, this is uh, comes in a bunch of different sizes. Um, this is the, I believe, the Tin Star. It's a seven by forty-three, and it's known as it's a shaggy foot. So if you're taking a look, April, hold up your cigar just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, that is a shaggy foot, right? So it's just unfinished at the end. It's just a styling uh, thing. I just happen to 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 like uh, the style of it. This is a Nicaraguan wrapper and a Brazilian uh, uh, binder uh, tobaccos from Honduras and, and Nicaragua. Um, when I first came about this cigar, um, it, I was in St. Louis. Uh, I had been filling in uh, for uh, Dana Lash yeah. in, in St. Louis and, and came across it there. And uh, it was, at the time, only available uh, in... I, I guess I'd say in in St. Louis. Now you can get it uh, in in a bunch of places, and I want to get everybody uh, kind of lit up here and, and smoked up. And I also want to get into, uh, as we continue the conversation, I make the argument that Google is evil trash. And all I want you to say is, oh, yeah, Google is evil, evil Google trash. Google is evil trash. That, see, Next that's segment. That, yeah, That's yeah. it. We're, we're done. That's it. We're done. There's Thank nothing. you. Here, let me let me let me light you okay. up here because this is going to light pretty strange. Can I okay. ask you a question about the cigar while you're lighting it? Yeah, go ahead, man. What is uh, the advantage of the shaggy foot? Okay, from what I know, it is much more about styling than than anything else. It's a it's about a style of 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 wrapping a cigar. I'll, I'll just give that to you right there. You don't have to do anything. It's just about a style. There are different shapes uh, to 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 cigars, pyramids, you know, figurado, th- th- those kinds of things. And sometimes it that that style of construction can lead to a different kind of, of smoke uh, that that takes place. For me, you can talk about the the type of tobacco all you want. You can talk about the wrapper. Which is really you're gonna need to light that a little bit more, um, which is really important. But if a cigar is not well constructed, that cigar can't be enjoyed. If it's got uh, like tubes that that run through it, if, if it's wrapped too tight and you can't get the draw too loose and it falls apart, construction to me is absolutely everything. I just happen to dig the construction uh, that takes place um, uh, in 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 this in this type of cigar. I like what comes from. Um, it looks like a gag cigar from the. Uh, it does it you know, from from uh, uh, the cigar novice. You would this looks like something out of a uh, a 1930s comedy where the cigar oh like it exploded. exploded but it smells face. like an old tobacco shop. It smells like what I would picture an old 19 you know old school tobacco. Well, hopefully it smells better than that. So I want to get into this Google. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like uh, I didn't mean old, like old bad right? tobacco, but it's, it's a old school tobacco <laughs> shop is what I it was going like for. Like my father's regret, <laughs> you know. It's just, that's 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 what it sounds like. I want to get into Google being evil, if I may. Hold on, I gotta I gotta work this cigar for a second. I thought we just discussed that and oh, decided oh, we were they were. <laughs> Tucker Carlson broke the story, um, and so, so the claim is he has emails, and the emails show. Uh, don't tell me about your politics right now. I don't. I don't care uh, at all about about your politics in in any way, shape, or form. The emails show that Google, after President Trump put forth the travel ban, which I always hated that term, always hated that term, but he called it a travel ban. So people call it a travel ban. What? Don't don't get angry. You're you called it the travel ban. Get over it. Um, Google looked at that and said, okay, what can we do to uh, to push back against this? How do we respond? to Trump's order, 
And so the idea was to, quote, actively counter algorithmic, 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 actively counter algorithmic biased results for search terms such as Islam, Iran, Mexico, Latino, and so forth. So what's the translation? If you were to search what was going on with the travel ban, Google wanted to make it so you got stories that made Trump look bad as opposed to why this went into effect to begin with. And that for a company that that has a motto, do no evil, that is flat out evil. If you ever wanted to have a conversation about fake news, that crap is over. It's fake news. They created fake news. They are the fake news. They can't they can't even say otherwise. This is as ugly as sin. We had this conversation a couple of year, uh, a couple of years ago, a couple of episodes ago on eat, drink, smoke, uh, whether or not you should concentrate on using Google platforms to throw your content out there, and oh, me and YouTube, yeah, yeah, I'm not convinced, April. I don't care what you say. My feeling on on the subject is you use them; they're evil. Okay, I get that they're evil, but you use them. The difference is, though, you don't rely on them. You use them to get your content out there, but know at any time, which is, you know, I'm not a big fan of InfoWars, but you're seeing what's happening with InfoWars right now, even with PayPal. Apparently, there's something going on with InfoWars and PayPal uh, that is, is another. PayPal's com- not letting that yeah, out. They, Jones- cut, they cut him out yesterday. Oh, God. So you can't rely on these platforms. To, if you're a content provider, and we're all content providers here, but I think you still have to use them. You can't ignore it, but you just can't rely on them as being part of your business model. Right. Well, you have to You have to rely on them, because what else are you going to do? And Not Google, use Google, them at all. Really? You're going to stop using Facebook and Twitter also? I'm cl- Let me tell you. My Bye. problem is, is that it's driving me nuts. I can get away with what I can get away with, and here's where I, I, I think the difference is. I don't have to do YouTube. I don't have to put the show on YouTube. I don't have to work with them. At least with Facebook. And I haven't seen us get screwed with just yet. Um, although, uh, you, you know, April runs the uh, social media part uh, of that. I mean, I'm posting, but but April Gregory kind of runs the show there. Uh, and at least I'm still in control of our world there at Tony Katz Radio. Right uh, when 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 they start screwing with that, then I'm going to be gone. They are already are screwing with that. You How, what own, am I getting screwed on? Because not all of your followers see all of your posts. That's Only four percent. That's true. Think of how many people you have. Four percent. Millions. <laughs> Soon to be millions. They are screwing with you, just in a different way than you think they are. I and they're getting away with it because they. What's your other option? Same reason with Google. What are you going to do? Start using Yahoo? And this My is why. That's the other option. And this is why I am angry at Donald Trump Jr. Now, you might say to me, Tony, this doesn't make any sense. Follow me on this one. Because, listen, I have no problem with with the man. I have a problem with the hubris. Uh, People have been talking about creating a a competitor, right, to to Facebook. What we need is a competitor to Facebook. It's not a conservative competitor. You need a competitor that actually believes in free speech and doesn't believe in curtailing you. The problem with Google is that they said, we don't like something, so we're going to decide what's best for everybody else. We are going to be the arbiters of what is good and decent, and we are going to make sure you only see what we think is correct. It's 1984 all over again. It's the movie. Google these people who were involved in this decision. They're John Hurt deciding what headlines the people see and don't see. That goes without question, right? Um, so so in, in the... In, in the bigger scope, when we talk about, when I bring up Donald Trump Jr., people talked about, you know, we need a competitor, right? What we need is a competitor to Facebook. And they said, hey, we need a competitor. And he said, well, listen, I, 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 would, I would promote a competitor. Where's he going to promote it? On Twitter? What, what's, the, what's the promotion? I, I say this to Donald Trump Jr., and I say this to Eric, and I say this to Ivanka. You have a billion dollars between you. Your job is to fund these things and to get with a couple other guys, friends who have a billion dollars and fund these things. If you don't know where to meet the people who can create the content or, or create the platforms, give me a call. I, I know the people. They're ready to go. No one needs you to promote it. Donald Trump Jr., just so we're all understanding each other. Nobody looks to you on, for example, the political right as the arbiter of conservatism. 
absolutely positively no one. You are not the arbiter of conservatism. You are the guy with a big giant checkbook in Kimberly Guilfoyle. That's who you are. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I am not disparaging that or the hard work that you've done maybe in your in your life. But nobody needs you to teach us what conservatism is. Nobody needs your super awesome tweet. They need you to write a check for $350 million and create a competitor. And by the way, I'm saying Donald Trump Jr. I'm not mad at him. This is true. I, I Was I talking about this just last week? And just, a couple well, weeks ago, I think. Man, all of these so-called conservatives who, who want to complain about stuff but don't want to actually do something. Tom Steyer is a leftist billionaire. Who wants to impeach Trump? He runs all those ads for impeach Trump. He made his money with the green. Honestly, I think he just scammed everybody to become a billionaire. That's what I think he did. He wants to impeach Trump. He spends his own money building this whole world to impeach Trump. Well, I feel like we've been talking about this. Us conservatives in in the digital media atmosphere have been talking about this for about a decade now. The left always funds the things that they want. You know, the Soros. He has the protesters paid for out at everything to protest, including the Kavanaugh thing. And where where's the conservatives putting up? Nowhere. It's all talk, 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 talk. We, for years, would go to conservative conferences, and there would always be a panel talking about how conservatives need to win the culture. And everybody would leave the, the panel as if uh, something was accomplished that day. Yeah, we all know that these things need to be done, but uh, to, to quote Colin Kaepernick, just do it. <laughs> oh God! There you go. Thank you. Uh, what was the over under on us bringing up Colin Kaepernick? And the quoting it? You no, know, no. Uh, everyone, go see the bookie for your winnings. Uh, right, right there. No question about. It. But it's it's unbelievable. And I don't know if anybody has ever said what I've just said to Donald Trump Jr. No one has ever said that to him. With all due respect, you're don't tell us about conservatism. Don't you even think? of lecturing to conservatives about conservatism. And by the way, this isn't about conservatism. Competition is good and Facebook needs competition and Google needs competition. You know who else needs competition? Fox News. We are better off from competition. And if you are a conservative, I thought you believed in competition. Isn't this what you want? What, one one service and what, we complain about it because it's easier to complain than to do things? Well, he's only been a conservative for like 2.5 years now, so maybe he just hasn't got to that part of the Cliffs Notes. But, wow. Wow! See, I'm not angry with the dude. You seem angry. Are you? Are you angry that that he's with Kimberly Guilfoyle? No. Okay, you sound like you're what, angry what? that he's Kimberly Guilfoyle. <laughs> why doesn't he like you know? Uh, why why not you? Is is that basically oh, what I'm yeah, getting? Yeah, definitely. Oh my gosh. Is Donald Trump Jr. attractive? He's he's the more attractive of the sons. Okay, the bar's high there. Then is what you're saying. You don't think Eric's attractive? Not as attractive as Junior. Okay, but he's Seriously. not, and he's no. Brad Pitt. I mean, come on. Oh, wow. <laughs> Way to go generic. I, I bet, he, is, I bet you he's think got an uh, American Express gold card. Do you think Ivanka's attractive? Their finger oh, good God. Oh, yes, she is. Okay. You can, God love I'll her. I'll just tell you that. She's healthy. She was at the Walmart <laughs> yesterday in Texas. She, was she? Yeah. Mes- just just wanted to see what all the hubbub was about? <laughs> yeah. <the> folks. <laughs> she was hanging out with the... Can I tell you, I... I think that you should respect people for how they, they, they are. I think you should respect people for how they live. I don't think you should ever pretend to be something that you're not. And unless she was just passing through town and needed something that in the Walmart was the only thing that was really available, she shouldn't be in Walmart. No, it was a specific thing to go research, I don't know, employee something. There was, there was a, it was an st- official state thing. She wanted some great value brand cheese, and she thought that that was yeah. the best place to go. She needs some cheap cheese. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it. She shouldn't get cheap cheese. That's that's the other thing. But anyway, Google's evil. Google is evil. And the point is, is that I don't need YouTube to be successful. So why why would I do if YouTube demonetized Dennis Prager? Do you know who Dennis Prager is? No. Radio host. Dennis Prager is one of the most unique guys uh, on radio, and I say that as a radio host. In that, maybe it's it's one of the great lines. Like a fundamentally different view of the world. Like most people who are on radio, they want, you know, yeah, you, you need to understand me and I need to convince you. No, no, no. Dennis Prager, he says, I'm not trying to convince you. I, 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 I'm not looking for agreement. I'm looking for clarity. And it's like, wow, that's a very different look 
at the world because in that moment, if 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 we're clear about what we're talking about, well, the answer should be kind of self-evident. That's what I think he means. And so he's not trying to convince you. He just wants to make sure we understand. We're all agreeing on what the what's actually happening here. Problem is. And and that's and that is special. And uh, he 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 talks about his religion a lot. He's he's Jewish and talks about happiness and and, and all these sorts of things. And he has Prager University. Prager U. You've probably seen it as a video. I have. Is that an actual school? No, it's not a school. It's just what he calls Prager University. It's this oh. online thing it's, and everything It's a real else. school that got a hell of a football team. Oh, they do. They do. And a fantastic. Do they wear Nike jerseys? A fantastic aquatic program as well. <laughs> um, th- YouTube de- uh, demonetized him. <gasps> if you demonetize Dennis Prager, what the bloody hell am I wasting my time for? And that's why I don't want to do it. And they are evil. And um, when James Damore got fired for, for what? Pointing out differences between men and women and, and, and why maybe more men are, are connected to tech than, than, than women. They fired him. People got so upset at Google they couldn't show up to work the next day. Women got the vapors, April Gregory. Um, your people, your people. Uh, yes, I, I, you, you are now the spokesperson. Congratulations. It's a, it's a big task. God. It's an important task. Uh, right? So so you can't speak there. You can't speak freely. You can't engage a conversation. And they don't understand that they're evil. You work for Google. I just want to make sure we're all on the same page here. Yes, your company is evil. Yes, your company is doing evil. And you may think yourself a good person, but if you were involved with the very concept of changing algorithms because you didn't like the president's decision well, then, my goodness, what makes you any worse than, a, than just a, a propagandist? Just deciding what the people will, will, will get, deciding what the people will know. That is obscene. And if you're, you're demonetizing on YouTube people like Dennis Prager, you're obscene. You're not good. You're not decent. You're not moral. You don't have a center. You don't have values. You didn't bring anything to the conversation. And I would say that to anybody who was on the political right who decided to silence somebody on the political left. Silencing people uh, as a society, there's no society that's ever done well by having less rights or having less people speak. It's just, it's just that's just never the way it's worked. And what's Google's motto? Do no evil. Their their motto is do no evil. Seriously? That's their motto. Yep. You know what my motto is? Well, they don't think Cake. they're doing evil when they do this. They they think they're helping us. They know better that this is just fake news. They're they're just doing us a favor and getting rid of it, so we don't have to deal with it. Right? But who? that's the problem. They think that, that that's their job. When right. I take a look at what Facebook is trying to do about you know uh, sources that you can trust and, and, and some of these others, let me decide that. I don't want you to decide. Apple, when, uh, on, on their feeds, right? And Apple News and the, the app, and they were going to, you know, the trustworthy sources. I don't want Tim Cook deciding a damn thing. I want him to decide that maybe an iPhone shouldn't cost $5,000. That's what I would like for Tim Cook And to the decide. cord should be longer than two feet. And by the way, we want a headphone jack, you bastard. What the hell is this? I got a dongle. I don't even want to say the word. I feel feel obscene. And they they, they try to cram the viewpoint down your throat. You know, every time I open up my Google app on my my phone, uh, the last three, four days, they're trying to cram this new Michael Moore documentary down my throat. Look at the trailer. Look at the trailer. Look at the trailer. There is nothing in my searches that has ever given anyone the idea at Google that I want to know anything about Michael Moore at all. They can see into your soul. They just know. They just know everything. Oh, they know so, you're so actually deep down. Deep he's, down he's, a he's a Michael Moore fan. It's like the Michigan connection. Uh, by the, you heard what happened with uh, Nick Searcy and the Gosnell movie, right? You no. want to talk about advertising, right? So that's uh, so Michael Moore's documentary is called Fahrenheit Eleven uh, Nine. So basically, the day Trump got elected and everything was magically okay. Um, <laughs> Democracy is going to end before so, the 2012. So 2012. Nick Searcy, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, uh, Missouri. Uh, Nick Searcy, The Shape of Water, the Academy Award winner. Nick Searcy, Justified on on the on FX, the channel FX. I mean, Nick oh, yeah. Searcy has done uh, everything, a- actor and, um, uh, and 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 director. Um, so what has happened is is that the, he is the director of the movie Gosnell movie, which is the story of Dr. Kermit Gosnell, the abortionist. Right, and the Philadelphia abortion doctor, and what they found when they when they inter when when they uh, uh, raided his his offices and disgusting and and how he was I mean he was it was it was, more, it was there was abortion and then there was killing babies that were born alive it was it's the ugliest most sickest twisted thing ever, and when the story came out and the trial was going on the press didn't cover it 
at all. They purposefully tried to not cover the story. So uh, Anne McElhenney and Philip McClear decided to make the movie. It was all Kickstarter. They raised the funds. They brought in Dean Cain to star in it. Nick Searcy was brought on to star in it and uh, direct it. And finally, after four years, it has distribution. It drops, I think, October 12th, right? So they decided they were going to place ads for it on NPR. This hour of programming brought to you by Gosnell, the story of America's greatest serial killer. And then it tells uh, you know, a little description. Uh, this is the story of abortionist uh, Kermit Gosnell, who was involved in one of the great crimes of, uh, in, in American history. And NPR came back and said, sorry, uh, you, we can't run that ad. We're not going to say abortionist. Well, and that's exactly and, why and- you why you want to advertise on it, why you want to say you want to advertise on it, because you know that's not your audience, mm-hmm. but you know they're not going to let you do it, and you'll get the kickback from them not letting you do so, it. So very possible it was a ploy. Um, it was also very possible they want to reach that audience. So they said, well, it, it's, it's, it's abortionist. Um, and NPR said, well, you call him Dr. Gosnell. And it's like, no, 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 he's not a podiatrist. <laughs> I had Nick Cersei on the show. He's not a podiatrist, he's an abortionist. What if we just say abortion doctor? And they're like, no. And you go take a look at NPR and the headlines that they ran. They actually talked about Gosnell and they refer to him as abortion doctor. And other people, they've run headlines and refer to him as, I, I think, abortion doctor or other people as abortionist. So they wouldn't wait. They won't run the ad uh, from, from Gosnell, uh, gosnellmovie.com, if you want to check it out. Uh, and they, and they, won't, they won't run it uh, because they've decided it's, it's unacceptable. Now, there's a great example. of, And by the way, that's government run NPR. Um, deciding what it is the people should and should not hear. They're deciding uh, this, this value system. I, and that's the problem. It's, we, and we don't need a conservative Facebook. We need another platform that doesn't judge. We don't need a conservative Twitter. We need another platform that doesn't judge. We don't need a conservative YouTube. We need a platform that doesn't judge. I don't want a conservative this, that, or the other. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Kevin. Because it will suck if it's just a conservative. That's Kevin McKeever. <laughs> Do you know Kevin? Bank of Kev, Kevin oh, yeah, McKeever. Yeah. The, it's the greatest line ever, ever, ever about conservatives. Uh, he does he does a whole bunch of stuff in, in Los Angeles, and he's helped fund some things. And he his line is, if you tell me you've got a great conservative movie, what you're telling me is your movie sucks. Yep. And he's totally right. It's the greatest line ever because to be it's not it's not good if it's conservative. And this is where this is why conservatives lose culture so often. They don't understand that. They th- they think that that fighting the culture is Madison Rising. Yeah, well, honestly, which by the way is Ma- is Madison Rising better than Maroon Five? Yes. <laughs> and you don't know you yes. don't know how much it you don't know how much it pains me to say that. But you when you start talking about stuff like that, it makes me flash back to all the years I've been on CPAC on Radio Row, and there'll be some pathetic loser mu- uh, musician that will come up to me and say, "Oh, hey, uh, can I be on your radio show?" I've got a great CD that conservatives will love. It's a conservative CD. Uh, it's 10 tracks, and it's all about the Bill of Rights. And uh, my eyes will slowly roll into the back of my head because I know it's going to suck. It's going to suck so bad. And they just, a, sto- a good story is a story that's good. It has characters that are compelling. It tells a story that you want to hear. It has arcs. And if you can't do that, you can't do Joss Whedon, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly. Um, he is the worst, most virulent leftist. I mean, nasty as can be. Mm-hmm. But damn it, if he can't work those uh, Avenger movies, damn it, if he can't do. Have you ever watched Agents of Shield? It's fantastic, and it is not to me, at least. Uh, maybe I'm not paying attention right. None of those movies are really left leaning. I don't see the politics at all. Sometimes I see conservative messages, if you will, uh, with, 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 with within it. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just, you just, content has to be good. If it's not good, uh, just just leave me alone. And what Donald Trump Jr. has to realize is, is that n- nobody needs him to promote. They need him to write a check. We ne- Sheldon Adelson, the guy who owns the casinos in Vegas, shouldn't be, shouldn't be writing checks to, to candidates. He should be starting a network out of Vegas and offering up studios and everything else to content you know, I mean, this is this is what I would tell. This and we would, could go there and do our show. Well, yeah, or we could we could do it here. I'd, I'd rather stay in the heartland, but trips to Vegas every now and then. Right, right. Because Fingers Malloy, the, the the great outdoors. What's going on? The great indoors. What's going on with the great indoors? The man is holding me back. Well, it's Google ridiculous. told me to stop, and they, they were bringing their stormtroopers over to my house and said, "Stop." The podcast. No, a new uh, Great Indoors is going to hit next week. Excellent, uh, Great Indoors. Uh, Fingers Malloy is a huge gambler. 
massive gambler without a problem, and uh, he likes to share uh, his stories of Vegas and and the great things going on uh, in Vegas. And this is what and this is what all these guys stop trying to t- don't I don't need Donald Trump Jr. to think that his tweet is going to save America. You you have to take that money and you have to put it towards things that fight back in the culture. Otherwise, you're screwed. And all people want to do is they just want to talk. It would be a lot better if Zuckerberg would just stop thinking that he's special. You're not special, Mark Zuckerberg. You stole it from the Winklevoss trends. You're a damn thief. That's all you are. That's all you've ever been. You look utterly robotic and ridiculous when people talk to you. I've seen you sweat on camera way too many times. You're a dork of a guy who got unbelievably lucky. You are not a genius. You are not touched by God. You are not Jesus on any single level. Just so we're perfectly clear. Just stop being an ass is all we're asking. And Donald Trump Jr., stop telling me how you're going to promote things. Write checks. That's your job. That's your job. That's what's wrong with social media. You brought up you know, Donald Trump Jr. and the tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it fuels your id. And clearly the president, uh, while he has a lot of great t- uh, traits, one of them that uh, is not a good trait is that he is ruled by his id in a lot of ways. And Twitter fuels that. Because of social media and this 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 constant need to comment on stuff and and it's all about you that will drive you to get drunk on a Delta Airlines flight and headbutt a stewardess, Tony. And that's how we wrap it up. We went full circle right there. That is Fingers Malloy. Fingers Malloy on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio. April D. Gregory, your social media maven. April D. Gregory on Twitter. Now you can find me on Twitter, Tony Katz, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The podcast, Facebook.com slash Eat, Drink, Smoke. And of course, everything is at TonyKatz.com. T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z. Some people have been asking about donation um, about, about two, three weeks away uh, from that if people want to contribute uh, to the, the, the podcast. Really glad uh, you were here. Until next time, tomorrow, everyone.